2: This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio.
3: Welcome to The Drive. I am Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And Matt, uh we are another day closer to a uh, yeah get back a Steelers on the field, game, though, getting yeah. back on the field here. Can't wait for that. I don't
1: that's the one bad thing about the bye, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> By about Thursday, I'm like, man, I wish we had a game to talk about that had just happened. Exactly. Be... It
1: seems like so long ago.
3: Uh, but we do have some practice report stuff. Okay, We're start right there. Uh, so yesterday, pretty much everybody for the Steelers that you expected to practice, practiced. The only guy who was uh, didn't really practice was, well, Patrick Peterson, but that was a Wednesday, and he never practiced mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Same thing. Yep. Uh, Nick Herbig. Um the linebacker, not the yeah, offensive yeah, yeah. lineman.
1: Nick I has, didn't know there was anything wrong with him.
3: Uh, he has a little bit of a quad. He was limited yesterday. But other than that, they uh-huh.
1: everybody practiced. Because Herbig played very little on defense the last game, but he yeah. played all the special team stuff from yeah. what I remember. Like he's and, playing
3: the most special team snaps the on the team.
1: Yeah, he is. Because he's also on kick block and stuff like that. All too, of, so Everything. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. on everything. So, yeah, he has the most special team snaps on the team. Um, good news. I mean, we have not seen the Thursday practice report, right? Not yet. Happens, no. Yeah.
3: And that's, this is what happens when they play a West Coast team. Mm-hmm. And kind of hold like, it hold it close until you the get theirs. Release it I'm quite, not yeah, going to yeah, show yeah. you mine until yeah. you show me yours. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they still practiced either way, and it's not like it's yeah. all that I mean, I know what I had saw
3: it, at so. practice. But, right, right. You know,
1: wait till it comes out.
3: Yeah, I can't really. Um,
1: but, no, that's all promising.
3: And, uh, you know, Cam Hayward getting closer as well. Um there maybe the, 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 the there's the possibility that that window gets open within the next week to two weeks. Two that's weeks, right. two weeks yeah. is the latest. I two would weeks think. at the yeah. latest.
1: That's that's perfect. So, what's the upcoming schedule? They have Jacksonville who plays tonight. Yeah, here next Sunday, and then they play Tennessee
3: week. on a short week on a, on a Thursday. Here, here, they're both here. Okay, okay.
1: So, yeah, have would think at the latest after that. Yeah. And with two close games like that coming That's up. That's gonna be
3: the only tricky thing about it is, is those two games that are back to back like that. Um
1: That's not ideal. You'd love to have him for for, for, oh, for those, everything. Yeah, course, you'd love to have right. him for
3: everything, but you'd really like to have him against the Titans who I are I would think, yeah, yeah, with
1: the Derrick Henry situation. Who knows who their quarterback is. Well and the way Jacksonville's
3: time. running the ball too.
1: No, no doubt. No, they're yeah. a physical physical front and no cam would be very useful against anyone, of course.
3: Uh looking at the Rams practice report from Wednesday.
1: Okay.
3: It's a little more concerning for them. Uh, linebacker Ernest Jones with a knee did not practice.
1: I would say he's their second best. He's their most, second best, yeah. Yeah, most important green dot guy, professional starting linebacker, good player.
3: Uh, defensive tackle Larell Murchison did not practice. He's got a knee. Okay. I uh, couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Yeah, I was just say. Uh, of we know running back. The guys are brutal. Yeah, Kyron Williams did not practice. Not going to play. He's not going to play. Uh, wide receiver Ben Skronik uh, with an Achilles was limited. Nose tackle Kobe Turner with a shoulder was limited.
1: Okay. Uh, offensive. Karanik's role's really reduced. Yeah. I mean, with, with the Kua stepping out. Uh, n-
3: offensive lineman Joe Noteboom with a groin was limited. Okay. He's a starter. Uh, offensive lineman Kevin Dotson. People will recognize that name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has an ankle, but he was a full participant. And this is, this is the interesting one cornerback Darian Kendrick, uh, was not there, and I was reading the uh, reports, uh, interviews with uh, Sean McVeigh yesterday, and he was asked a lot of questions about Kendrick. Kendrick got ar- think, yeah. he got arrested at two thirty a.m. or two ish uh on Monday morning. Monday morning, like late, late Sunday in Hollywood yeah. uh, with a, with a, a a gun and a bag of weed okay. driving around town. Late, uh, yeah, yeah, and gun was unregistered. This is not the first time he's had problems. This is this was an issue for him in college, uh, as well. And then the reports were that the the initial report said that somebody named Darian Kendrick uh, was arrested. He's a player for the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they later found out through the reports um, at two thirty a.m. As of the time the story was written, which was like 1230 the next day, he still hadn't been released. from. There was no well, re, there was no report yeah. of him being released from prison. So he uh-huh. was still in the, the county I mean, jail or whatever. public knowledge. Yeah,
1: would know this stuff.
3: So McVeigh was asked about it, you know, because he obviously he wasn't there yesterday, Kendrick. And he said, well, um, you know, I don't know what the situation is. We're letting this get sorted out. Um, and he, the follow up was, well, have you spoken to Derry? And he says, no, I haven't spoken to him. I spoke to his lawyer.
1: Hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, there's something the going coach. on here. You're yeah, the head yeah.
3: coach, and you didn't call him up and say, Hey, "Darian, what's you, what's going on here?" You call that the, is a little odd, too. You're talking through the lawyer. That, yeah. right. I don't think he plays this week.
1: Yeah, you would think you'd just pick up your cell phone, and call your cell phone, and be like, "Hey," or if yeah,
3: you're the player, yeah. like I'm picking up the phone, and going, "Coach, coach." Had some
1: issues, dude. <laughs> had yeah, some, right. yeah, had
3: some problems. Meanwhile, interesting. McVeigh is dealing with a little bit of a thing himself here. His wife is nine months pregnant.
1: Like very pregnant, right? very like pregnant. Like the, they're going the to
3: induce. Costume. Like the the day after they play the Steelers, they will induce the pregnancy and have her. She'll have the baby.
1: Okay, that's so got to be on your mind. Yeah, yeah because it was. A, it was, there was potential
3: because they played. I think they played on the road last week, didn't they? No, they uh, were in. The, they were Arizona in LA.
1: was home. Yeah. They were home,
3: but there were there were reports out there that he might not coach the game because
1: sure his so, wife is very pregnant. Yeah, and he's also the play caller. Yes. Yeah. Right. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Um, so, so back it, to Kendrick just yeah. for a second real quick, because Kendrick was a four or five star, heavily recruited guy, went to Clemson originally, got booted, went to Georgia, and was a starter on that defense. You mean, the Georgia, Ringo was the other corner, stars everywhere. Uh, Kaylee Britain. Ringo. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't done that in a while. <laughs> and, and ended up being a very late pick because he didn't test well, and all kinds of off-the-field concerns, yeah. you know. So they grabbed him But late he's in the a draft. starter for but them. he's starting for them, and yeah. he's probably a better talent than he was drafted because of off-the-field issues. But frankly, I haven't noticed him playing great or bad this year. They play a lot of zone. They don't ask a ton of them. Um, but and tonight, that's what he suited to. He was like yeah. he ran
3: like a 4-7.
1: He didn't run well at yeah. all, yeah. And he's big, and he's physical, and he has some good ball production in college, stuff like that. Um, but McVeigh obviously would be a much bigger loss. And you got to think, I mean, I'm sure he's on top of preparing for the Steelers. He's a really good coach. He's a really good offensive mind. But things at home matter. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's worried about having, I think, his first child.
3: Yeah. Um, now, no boom is, is mm-hmm. interesting. If he's banged up at all, he's a starting right guard.
1: Yeah. He's been ta- He's been a tackle. He's been a guard. He's a quality player. He's another good athlete. Hasn't quite, like, turned the corner. But he's important. I mean, they they had so many line injuries last year. They traded for Dotson, who's played well for them, because they have a lack of depth, a lack of starters at guard. I mean, that was a last-minute move, as people remember. So their line's not super stable.
3: No, it isn't. Uh, speaking of uh, Dotson, there, I saw this. I get these emails about certain th- things that are being said on certain different things out mm-hmm. there. I don't even know why I get them. Um, and, and there was a thread out there. Pro Football Focus has Kevin Dotson rated really highly this year.
1: Same with the Keller Witherspoon. Yeah. I've been getting this all day.
3: Who's grading the – you don't know who the grader is for this, you know. I
1: mean, I haven't studied every snap of Witherspoon and Dotson, but we talked about this last (laughs) night with Tim and Tom on our Wednesday show, which is a lot of fun. Everyone should tune in. But what I said with Witherspoon was, hey, I root for both these guys. I hope they have great careers and, you know. Yeah, I never had a problem with either one of them. They were both good good guys. When – People have success after they leave an organization. Doesn't mean the other organization's stupid all of a sudden. You know, like that's the insinuation. Well, the thing. Getting, uh, so right?
3: Witherspoon two years ago mm-hmm. played well in a short span for the Steelers. That's
1: exactly what I said last night.
3: Witherspoon last year, when the Steelers were counting on him, mm-hmm. couldn't stay
1: healthy. Right. 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 So he's moving on from him made all the sense in the world yeah. because they couldn't trust him, and throughout Witherspoon's career. He has put together, including with the Steelers, a nice month, a nice yeah. three, five-game stretch. Consistency's the issue there. I mean, the, the fact that he is playing well in a zone-heavy scheme and making some plays on the ball and, you know, not getting beat a lot doesn't surprise me at all. And I think it'll be much more newsworthy if he still is two months from now. You right, know, right. That, that's been the issue with him. As for Dotson, he's had success in his career my issue with him last year was a lot of mental errors yeah, I, I and mean, penalties and penalties and silly that kind of stuff right I mean as he cleaned those things up he could always block people well big body guy nice find in the mid rounds I think they just didn't trust him assignment wise and penalty wise so they went out and got to see and Daniels and turned him into a draft pick
3: I'm just looking here at what they've so he's played the last three weeks for them basically uh and he's got a, somehow an offensive grade here of eighty five point three. I think he's like
1: the highest graded guard in their database or something.
3: He's given up two sacks in three games. Has he really? I mean,
1: <laughs> so who's grading this stuff? Again, I don't. Pro Football Focus isn't gospel, but definitely the two spots that I trust them least is O line and secondary. And I mean, honestly, know, he's it, played he's played one hundred and ninety
3: two s- snaps, and he's given up two sacks. In if your whole line played like that, your quarterback will be dead.
1: Yeah. Uh, again, I haven't <laughs> studied him. Maybe he's having a tremendous year other than those two sacks. Uh, he hasn't stood out to me on tape as being you know the next John Hanna.
3: No. You know. No, he, he hasn't had a penalty this year yet. Well, that's good.
1: So maybe, maybe, maybe he's, he's cleaned that. that up. Maybe yeah.
3: he's, he's, he's learned and cleaned that stuff up.
1: Um, but but yeah. even just watching all 22 last year, penalties aside when there was a mental error and i'm not insinuating he's not smart or anything he just this was a problem like a stunt or a, a communication yeah. thing or a, a double team and then have to go to the next level when there was a a mistake it was almost always him involved yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I and mean, so the, that's you can't have that from a guard
3: no you can't because yeah, you can go find somebody yeah. yeah you can go you find somebody else to do it yeah and, you know, we talked about it uh, this offseason. What would Dan Moore look like with a veteran next to him who doesn't make those kind of mistakes?
1: Mm-hmm. And see him all is the opposite. I mean, yeah. He's got a great head for the game, a little more experienced, leader in the room. It doesn't mean he ha- can't have one and the other. It right. doesn't mean he had to go. But you got something out of him, and he's a free agent after year, you and you weren't going to resign him because you have two starting guards. Right. You know? So, I don't know. The, the fact that he's... I hope he's playing tremendous. I hope he plays poorly on Sunday. I hope he's playing tremendous. Same with Witherspoon. <laughs> that doesn't mean the Steelers are stupid, though. No. I mean, you know, I mean, that's I, a, that's what I keep getting is boy, this organization—they don't know how to evaluate talent anymore because somebody went on and had a good career elsewhere. Like I don't know, if one has anything to do with the other.
3: See this? So I'm looking here at Dan Moore's grades for his first four games.
1: Okay.
3: He's given up one sack. But his pro football focus grade stinks. It's it's like twenty nine point three.
1: It's like as bad as it gets.
3: Yeah, Dotson is like, don't tell me about oh he gave up pressures. Mm -hmm. He or or he got beat on that play. Did did the guy make? Did he make a? Did he sack the quarterback?
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Because if he didn't sack the quarterback, oh he had you know he gave up a hit. (laughs) If you look at he gave up. Two hits against San Francisco, he gave up two hits uh, against Cleveland, he gave up one against Las Vegas. Hmm. Well, who did he play against was in like, those That's games?
1: That's that horrible. Yeah, who did he
3: play against in those games? He gave up one sack in in three games against those three defenses who happen to have three of the best pass rushers in the league.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I, it, it bothers me that if you're on the air with somebody or just chatting casually or Again, I have great respect for pro football focus, but be like, yeah, but he graded really bad. And really <laughs> by the, by his offensive line coach.
3: Yeah. If, if you by anybody in, who
1: actually matters. Right. If you have that information, I would love to see it. Yeah. I would love to be, I'd give a lot to sit on the wall, uh, be a fly on the wall while they're grading while an offensive line coach is grading the O-line. Maybe he did grade great that day or terrible that day. But that's the only grade that matters. It's, yeah. a, it's a guy coaching them. It was. I mean,
3: uh, I'm watching. Um, I can't remember what show it was the other day, and they're showing, you know, Miles Garrett working against uh, Trent, Trent Williams. Williams. Baby, yeah, and he he had a rep where he kind of tossed Trent Williams yeah, to yeah. the side after he was injured. He didn't make the play. Yeah, he yeah. didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that, Miles Garrett! I saw another one on 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 Twitter today. Where Garrett's he's walking up to the line of scrimmage like he's crossing over in his basketball. And then he runs oh, look how look, oh look out Miles Garrett's got his crossover move going. He didn't make the play.
1: <laughs> oh, isn't so that cool? It. Right, right, right. He didn't make the play. He didn't come close to making the play. Yeah, I mean, doing something pre-snap isn't difficult. <laughs> He's a great player. We all know that. But I mean, right. I could go
3: out there and jump up and down on one leg before the snap. Doesn't make. I mean, oh look at that! It's the whole. It's the whole Andy Reid thing with all oh, Andy Reid's so creative down with the in the red zone. That's stuff. fantastic. Yeah. When it, but it does half the time it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Score touchdowns. Results
1: are important. Get sacks. Yes. yes Results. Yes. yes, yes. Like, this is the world we live in now. It drives me nuts. No, I hear you. Uh, Let's put something cool on ESPN, and that'll be what we talk about. You know, hey, did you have a perfect run fit, and they couldn't go through that gap? You know, that's what coaches care about. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Um, Speaking of that, so I I was looking up uh, some stats here today on Minka Fitzpatrick, Matt.
1: I think he has a bad grade, too. Oh, he's He's, a grade badly this year, poorly this year. Yeah,
3: people are talking about him like he's playing. Now, he doesn't have any turnovers yet.
1: Well, two things on that teams fear him they do not throw his way absolutely and the flip side of that is they don't really fear anybody else in the secondary so I can promise you every team that prepares for the Steelers there's one thing we really don't want to know where
3: 39 lines up I mean
1: it's almost like when 43 was running around especially now because frankly I think the secondary has a lot of problems and he's the one that puts out every fire you know like we can't cover the slot. Minka, go cover the slot, and then another fire starts. Go keep that one. So, I I don't know how I can't speak to how people grade or how Pro Football Focus grades these dudes, but but boy would they be in a lot of trouble without that guy right now. He's the one constant in the secondary.
3: He's played 150 snaps as a deep safety. Okay. He's played 101 snaps in the slot. Yeah. He's played 50 snaps in the box. Okay. And he's played 16 snaps as an outside cornerback. Because he's following, in, some, in many cases here, mm-hmm. he's you know he's following around Mark Andrews. Who might he, line
1: up outside yeah. numbers one play. He's he's going yeah. around
3: and following some of these tough matchups. He's going with George Kittle.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. those
3: kind of things. So, you know. Uh,
1: and I bet his target ratio or his target percentage is very low. Yeah. I because mean, I, you know, so. When, is a game it, plan, it, you don't go to him.
3: Is it a poor use of Minka Fitzpatrick? No, because he's, you're shutting—did did Mark Andrews beat them? No.
1: Right, right, Kittle. Was
3: George Kittle a big reason why this 49ers beat the Steelers? No. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, that matters. And big plays are tremendous, and we—I hope no one is questioning, oh, he's lost his ability to make big plays. Not even a little bit. He, I mean, no. there's no reason to think that. But if a ball doesn't come your way, it's hard to pick the ball off or get your hands on the ball.
3: There's nothing like, and it goes back. I have to— No worries about that guy. It's what we used to say about Terrell Edmonds. You don't, you don't know all the plays that he was in perfect coverage, and so the quarterback didn't throw his mm-hmm. way.
1: There's no stats for those. There's no stat on right. that. No, you know, <laughs> should have targeted, or was the first read? Like some of these, some of these advanced stats people will say. George Pickens was the first read on x amount of his rounds. You routes. have no idea. i was gonna say I don't trust that, <laughs> that data yet. It's too new. You have and no you, idea. You really don't. It, just because the quarterback looked his way first does not necessarily mean that that was the first read or he was the second read. But even if those, what I was to say, is even if those sites were dead on, no one's charting. The D back was the first read for the offense, yeah. and they didn't throw it. Right. <laughs> you know, it, I mean? it's
3: like uh, you know when 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 you say. Well, why aren't they drawing up plays for for George Pickens? Is he on the field? Mm-hmm. Is he running a route? Then the play was drawn up for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in. He's is he the number one target? Well, it depends on the defense. Mm-hmm. You know what what look are you getting from the defense?
1: Yeah, and by the way, Pickens is getting a huge target share and Absolutely. a lot of first read stuff for him.
3: Yeah, you know. so I don't know. Anyways, we're going to get to a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. When we come back, it will be time for our weekly visit with. One Robert Labriola. We will right. do that when we turn on the drive. Here we go Steelers,
2: here we go. This is the Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your twenty-four-seven home of the Black and Gold SNR Steelers Nation Radio.
3: Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson, and on the phone we have the doctor of doom here, or that's not when that, that name has been taken, but uh, we'll keep it with you anyways here, Bob, uh, Bob Labriola, editor of Steelers Digest, Steelers.com. Uh, are we living in our fears this week again now, Bob, since the Steelers have a game?
0: Well, I mean, you know, um, the Steelers are, they've, they've won six in a row after the bye. That's you true. Um, Mike Tallman is in his coaching career is 12 and four after the bye tied with Baltimore and Indianapolis for the best records in the NFL, you know, over that same time period in that category, you know, the game after the bye. So, you know, there's, there's some numbers there that uh, would give people, um, uh, you know, some hope, some reason for optimism. Um, but, you know, then there's the other side of it. You know, the Rams are averaging 23 points a game. So you're looking at maybe four touchdowns to win. Um, and you got to control Aaron Donald to get them. So, I mean, the offense is really going to have to pick it up, uh, and right now. So, um, Hey, I, it hasn't happened so far this year in terms of four touchdowns from the offense. Um, but I don't think this is a game your defense is going to win for you 17, 14 or 17, 15, or, you know, any of those weird kind of scores. So you know, um, we'll see. It, sh- it should be interesting. I-, I think it, and it can, potentially, be really revealing. I think.
3: Yeah, I think so as well. And I, I made note uh, in my five for Friday last week. I looked this up. Since in the last ten years, Bob Mike Tomlin's teams, all games post by. So the in- the rest of the season after their buy,
1: like they were seven and two last year.
3: Yeah, yeah. Sixty one, twenty eight, and one which tells me that they make adjustments at the bye week because that's better than his career-winning percentage.
0: Well, there you go, Dale. You're trying to make me feel good.
3: Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm here for is to, to, no. to, to bring a little cheer into your day.
1: <laughs> the labs, I assume oh. you, know, you referenced it. I assume you don't think that coming off a bye with a six-game winning streak or it, those things are fluky. I mean, I think there is an art to it.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, um, absolutely, uh, because it, it, it does disrupt, uh, you know, the rhythm that the team is in, the players are in. Uh, the other thing is uh, it's never the same. It never comes to the same exact same point in mm-hmm. the season. So, you know, it's not like you could prepare for it. You know what I mean? In terms of, okay, you know, when the season starts, well, last year – you know we we did this, this, and this, then came the then the buy came, and then we used it for these reasons, and then we did this, this, and this, after. You know it, it's it's never the same. So it's kind of a moving target, um, but it would indicate, certainly, that you know there are some things that you know are happening uh, during the buy that um, you know the Steelers are making good use of the time mm-hmm. and uh, you know coming through it on the other side. Ready to go, uh, and hitting on you know all cylinders at least you know as much as that is realistic for any team uh, at this point in a regular season. So, yeah, it, that the health seems to be better. I, I think that that's you know the James Daniels availability to me. You know everybody's talking about Deontay Johnson and mm-hmm. Anthony McFarland, um, and those those guys are important. Don't 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 misunderstand me. But man, if you got Aaron Donald in the middle of the line of scrimmage, <laughs> it sure will help to have a starting right <laughs> guard there. You know, um, so uh, yeah, th- that that one to me is um, significant. Uh, he has been a full participant in the last couple of days, so yeah, yay! Um, it looks like because the the in my opinion, Matt, Matt, and I don't know if you agree with me, the middle of the interior the. Inter- the interior of the offensive line has not been up to my expectations. Agreed. Agreed.
1: I I do think Uh, seal Malu is playing better and better and I am excited to get Daniels back, but I a hundred percent agree with you. I thought they'd have one of the better guard tandems in the league. Yes. Yeah.
0: And you know, they they haven't had, um, well, certainly on the right side, they haven't had the the guy that they, you know, thought they were going to have there. And, um, You know, Sia did not start like I thought he would. I mean, I was really excited about him Mm -hmm. throughout the training camp preseason process. Uh, And, you know, Mason Cole is a, you know, a good guy. And I I just, I mean, he kind of reminds me, not necessarily in terms of the way he plays or how he plays, but he reminds me of Justin Hartwig in the sense that, you know, you can win games with him. But you know, you got to upgrade. Exactly. I 100% agree. You got to upgrade there. I mean, and that's why they picked Pouncey in the first round in 2010. So, I mean, Labs
1: is the Steeler historian you are. No one might understand how important a stud center is, you know, better than you. I mean, the three that have been here are ridiculous. I mean, what
0: an advantage that is. Yes. And the things that you can do with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I've seen, um, you know, just clips. Sometimes, you know, uh clips you see on social media. And it's not necessarily about uh, But you just see him showing up down the field, mm-hmm. doing stuff like that. You know, Merrill Hodge always talked about when he left the Steelers uh as an unrestricted free agent and went to the Bears. One of the first things the Bears did when they got him there was they brought him in and they're talking to him, you know, showing him the how they do things, and the guy said, well, you know, we want to be able to run the ball like the Steelers, and so Hodge starts explaining how the Steelers did that, and he, sh- he drew up a play for them, goal line, goal line playing, and he pulls the center out, because it was Dramonte Dawson, and um, the guy at the Bears said, we don't have anybody who can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Hodge <laughs> said, he said, well, then you can't run the ball like the Steelers, <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's the kind of guy, you know, Dawson, uh, was that Pouncey? Was that you know? Webster wasn't that kind of guy in terms of you know athletic ability and space, that kind of stuff. But I mean, nobody bull rushed him either. So real yeah, quick, Labs Wolf out. always
1: tells a story like when he would be in the the O line meeting room. Webby never had a negative grade. You know, just was always super consistent, technically sound, exactly how you coach it. You know, like every week, every play. I mean, that's unbelievable.
0: Yes. And, you know, you, you when you have that and you go from one to the next kind of, it was certainly Webster to Dawson. Uh, and then there was, you know, a little bit of a uh, a gap between Dermani and Pouncey. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you, you watch a lot of that kind of football, that kind of offensive line play, and, you know, you just start getting like, you know, you, you expect them to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're down at the goal line. Pull the center. Let's go. You know the <laughs> like nose one on one. Yeah. You're right. Right. Yeah. Um so um I, I do think that, you know, there needs to be some uh improvement there. Uh, but again that's not necessarily a you know a rip on Mason Cole. We're talking about Hall of Fame people. Mm-hmm. Um and um uh, you know I always one of the things Tunch always told me was the two best centers, you know, of of the era before Dawson were um, Dwight Stevenson and Webster. Mm-hmm. And Tunch always believed that Damani Dawson combined the two of them. He had the strength and the, you know, the ability to hold his own in the middle, but he also had the athletic ability to get out and make things happen on the perimeter in a way that is unnatural that position at the time. And so that was
1: Stevenson, uh, for people who don't know.
0: Right. Yeah. Is that what I said?
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. I just yeah. knew. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't know if our audience okay. even knew who Stevenson was, but yeah. he was tremendous. Oh, yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so, they do because anyway. he, was, he was good too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, I mean, uh, so the point, let's, you know, I, I kind of interrupt myself many times and go off on tangents. But uh, the point being that dealing with Aaron Donald on Sunday. <laughs> would have been as difficult, you know, would have been a difficult job if you had Damani Dawson or Mike Webster um uh, because, you know, this guy is a um a, transition, a transformational kind of player. Mm-hmm. Um three-time defensive player of the year. <laughs> I mean, not you know, too shabby. So, not too shabby at all. And you know, he's not having a great year this year in terms of statistics. But I think he'll find a way within himself to get things going, uh, you know, going against the hometown team. Yeah, you
3: don't want it to be this week where he goes out and has one of his three-sack games and takes it over. Because he's capable.
0: Well, yeah. Oh, he's Very. capable of more, you know. <laughs> uh, and, and, and a lot of times he, he can wreck it without even a lot of gaudy statistics um, just by what he – prevents you from even thinking about trying
2: to do.
3: -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Bob, I just got the uh, practice report from today. Uh, T.J. Watt did not practice today with a heel injury. Pat Fryermuth downgraded to limited today with that hamstring. Uh, Obviously, those would be rather concerning. Not that I I don't expect Watt to play, but we thought that coming out of the bye here that the Steelers have all their offensive weapons. Now it becomes a little more, you know, is Fryermuth going to play or not?
0: Well, you know, I don't know. And here I am going against my nature by being optimistic. <laughs> you know, maybe the 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 thing with Firemuth is, um, you know, he had a full practice Wednesday, and so maybe you taper him back a little bit Thursday, bring him back Friday. But it's probably not to be as um, physically demanding. Maybe Friday practice is a lot of short yardage, goal line, that kind of stuff. And so rather than you know, wear out the hamstring in practice with three days of work. You know, you kind of give him one, then back him off one, and then give him another one, and then he doesn't do anything Saturday, and then you play Sunday. Oh, well, that would make that, some sense. That, yeah, well, and I, like I said, I'm going against <laughs> one. Um, but, yeah, the T.J. Watt thing, I mean, I, I don't – hey, this guy's going to play with a finger that's dislocated and has torn ligaments in it. Um, you know, I don't know what the heel injury is, but to me it doesn't sound as serious or debil- potentially debilitating to me as the finger for a guy that uses his hands uh, as much as T.J. Watt does and has to.
1: Labs, well, back to Fryermuth real quick. I mean, I know the Steelers' offensive pie isn't exactly – a triple x huge one that they can divvy it out everyone's i mean i love those questions like why aren't they using this guy more why aren't they using this guy more well when you're three yeah. and out you only get three plays and you can only get the ball to so many people but still fryer moose lack of usage shocks me and i know he's had some injuries but i think they need to make him more of an instrumental part of the passing game starting this week
0: well i don't disagree with you and i also don't know that uh the quarterback is um to be absolved of all responsibility for that situation. Um, So, you know, again, you know, Kenny Pickett is, he's doing some things uh, that are, you know, helping the team win, but he's not having that kind of season that, um, you know, a a statistical kind of a season that maybe we were hoping for. So he's not elevating those around him. That's for sure that's that's for sure not not necessarily certainly not on a consistent basis mm-hmm. let's put it that way he does you know when you uh when you have two uh fourth quarter comeback wins over the baltimore ravens within your first 17 career starts um you know <laughs> that's that's something you can hang your hat on and um you know i don't know if you guys let me just throw this in too cuz this is something that um i noticed you guys watched the Ravens and the Titans last Sunday morning? Oh, I did, yes. Would you think, would you think of Malik Willis? Oh, no. Have you seen anyone seriously as discombobulated or unaware of yeah. the situation and what his position should be demanding in the situations that he was in? I mean, you're going to take three sacks inside your own 15-yard line inside the two-minute warning down by 11, take those sacks, I mean, seriously.
1: I can't remember if the uh, announcer said it or not, but I was certainly sitting there in my head going, well, anything's fine but a sack. Whoop, there's a sack. <laughs> you know, and it's sack. like, yeah. come on, man.
0: You know, I'm yelling at the TV, throw it. Yeah. You know, throw it into the stands, for goodness sakes. You know, first and whatever it was at the two-yard line, it took a sack. I mean, so anyway. Yeah. Um. So, you know, there, there's a learning curve for all these people. And, um, you know, I think Kenny Pickett is, again, He's he's not – what we hoped maybe at this point. But um, I think that when you look at a lot of other second-year players, um, he's better than most of them at
3: this point. Well, let's let's talk When Matt and I have been talking all week about – because of the the game, I I watched the entire game of the Ravens. I watched – went back and forth between the Bengals and Browns on Sunday. And nobody can score right now in the NFL except for Miami. Except for Miami. I mean, it's it, scoring yeah. is down across the league. Uh, teams are having trouble scoring in the red zone. Sacks are up. Uh, as Matt noted, there are more young quarterbacks starting in the league right now than ever before. It's the youngest group of quarterbacks to ever start a season. And
2: Even that, included, the injuries, that yeah. included Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> right. and he's no longer
3: playing. Uh, is, is, is it as simple as that, that, that young quarterbacks are playing here? Or is there something more afoot here, do you think?
0: I I don't know. I I really don't. I'm not trying to duck the question. I mean, I just don't have a specific answer. I mean, certainly when you look at, you know, a lot of times um, people get hung up on, you know, they think quarterbacks, uh, young quarterbacks, and the ones they think of are Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, um,
1: Tua. um, Even Mahomes and Allen are still
0: on the front nine, you know okay so but i mean there's there's like i I did this the last 10 years there's been 50 quarterbacks drafted and what i what i call with a premium pick which is the first three rounds seven of them out of the 50 are what you would say are legitimate franchise quarterbacks not you know because a lot of times people are players get the, the label of franchise quarterback because, you know, they're starters and the team doesn't have anybody else. But that, to me, doesn't make them a franchise quarterback. There are There is a, a level of consistent performance and production that is necessary, you know, to be called a franchise quarterback. For example, Jordan Love is not right. a franchise quarterback, in my opinion. So that just shows you that that might be the most mis- scouted position by by the NFL of them all.
1: And labs along those lines, sorry. But there's a generation gap in the league, too, where there's the Ben generation with Rivers and Eli and Brady and Rogers, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's a generation gap, and then there's Mahomes and Allen, like all those Jameis Winston and Carson Wentz and Mariota's that were drafted high. Right, exactly. There's a huge gap there.
0: Like Bortles and yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah, you mentioned Goff and Carson Wentz, Mm -hmm. Paxton Lynch, right, right, Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Kaiser. I mean, Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald, Josh Rosen. I mean, I'm just reading some of the. I, I wrote them all down. Yeah, high first round picks, and so, and you know, the thing is, the difference is is that because of you know the the contract situation and free agency and everything, the clock's ticking. I mean you can't do what the Packers did with mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers anymore. And what the, what they did with Jordan Love, you know, okay, they they really rolled the dice in my opinion, because now what do you do with him if you're the Packers? You know, you get you get in a situation maybe that's a little bit different. But you get put up against the wall like the Giants did with Daniel Jones.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, Steelers and need to you, pick up Kenny's fifth-year option or not very soon. Like, this happens now. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes, right. And, you know, um, and that's no cheap number, the fifth-year yeah. option. So, um, you know, and there's a lot of teams in, in this kind of situation, too. So, you know, again, Zach Wilson. Here's another one, Trey Lance. That's he's how that's how Kirk days. Cousins
3: ends up making like three hundred million dollars in in uh, right, you know, as an average quarterback.
1: And that's like the tragedy yeah. of the Anthony Richardson injury. Now is they just lost a year to figure out do I pick up his option or not? You know, and he did all the work he and, did. You know, that happened to Lance. What you, didn't didn't he injure his shoulder? Yeah, yeah, he's
0: out for the year, so you know nothing so there about. There you go. Him. You know, right? Well, but I mean, in that injury too, it's not like it's an insignificant kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So. um, yeah, and and I don't know. It's um, you know maybe the uh, you know you, you do seem to have a lot of really good edge rushers, pass rushers uh, in the league now, and um, I think a lot of teams have decided or realized or whatever that you cannot you cannot cover. You have to pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you, you have to cover to some degree, but if you think that you can give any of these guys time. They will pick you. They will pick your bones clean. I mean, it just—that's the way that it is. Labs, so, I say
1: this all the time. Never can I remember the discrepancy of D. Lyman being so much better than O. Lyman in the league
0: right now. Well, and and you know the other thing you don't have anymore on D. Lyman is your nose tackle has to be Javon Hargrave. Can't be mm-hmm. Casey Hampton. Mm-hmm.
3: Right, he better because rush the passer too.
0: They're all right? athletes. <laughs> Right, you have to. You can't because the other off the the other team. You know, if you're going to have a uh, Braden Fajoco in there, <laughs> they're not going to run the ball. We're just mm-hmm. not. You know, they'll throw it anywhere, from anywhere, any situation, backed up deep, um, regardless of the time on the clock. Um, the 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 scoreboard often doesn't matter either. Uh, you know, and it, being an old guy like I am, you know, I remember 2002 when you know the Steelers their O one one defense was ranked number one in just about everything they go to New England for that uh, mm-hmm. opening game and it, the,
3: 25 consecutive point,
0: passes yes it was a three-point game too <laughs> yeah they just and and they did a lot of that under regular personnel and by that I mean two running backs yeah they just went empty
1: against and, the base yeah, three, then the next,
0: Yeah, right yeah and then because you keep you know, you end up with Jason Gildon, um, um that receiver who did a lot of uh, – what was the guy's name? Did, did a lot Branch? of things for Newton. No, no. Um,
3: Played defensive a real, back, uh,
0: too. Um, right, the real versatile guy. Uh, uh, I, can't I can't think, think of his name, his name now. right now. Yeah. But then the next week, the Raiders came in to Pittsburgh and Gannon threw 52 passes. 52 passes. <laughs> That, that was unheard of at, the, at that era. Yeah. And, you, you know, so.
3: Yeah, and he did playing. it on purpose, and they won the game, and he threw 52 yes. passes mm. because yes. that was the and game it, plan.
0: It, it, <laughs> yes. And, yeah, it wasn't like they were behind early and he, he had to throw or they even tried to run and couldn't do it. They just didn't care.
1: Why would we run it. into this wall over and over?
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> right. So um, I, I just think that defense is now, as you mentioned, Matt, um, there are there are a lot of good athletes now on defense and offensive linemen um are not necessarily that athletic. It's
1: not even close and anymore. So,
0: yeah. And 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 so I think defense is trying to create mismatches where they can, just like offenses were doing, you know, for the twenty years uh, you know, the last twenty years creating mismatches with personnel groupings and formations and stuff. Well, defenses said, okay, we can do this too. Uh, you want to go empty? <laughs> you better have you better have some real people inside because when we start sending three guys up this a gap, um, you know your your quarterback better be Harry Houdini or he's gonna be spending <laughs> a lot of time on his back. <laughs> and um, you know Dick LeBeau taught me this one time too. You don't have to you don't have to sack him all the time. You just got to make him think you're gonna sack him. Then he gets rid of the ball quick and he's throwing it to you.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: as somebody said about, um, was it Mac Jones or somebody said, he's seeing ghosts. Yes, he is. Um, so uh, I, I just think that uh, that's, that's what's happening now. Quarterbacks have, I don't know, maybe a second and a half to figure out what it is, where it's coming from, where the coverage is going to be, and deliver the ball. And some guys can do it. Not a lot can. And what's the percentage uh of, of them being able to do it? You know, if you keep if you as they say you keep a lid on it and keep keep the off make the offense go ten, twelve plays, seventy five, eighty yards to score a touchdown. <laughs> One holding just, call is oh, over. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just gonna say then you've got the zebras involved. There's gonna be a holding call. Um if you're on the road, maybe there's a false start you know different things like that one sack um you know it can derail it and uh so yeah scoring points is, has not been as easy this year as you would think it can be or should be and um but you know you still got you still got to be able to score four touchdowns in a game or three and a half you know
2: there you, you go got to
0: be able to You've got to be able to put more points on the board than the Steelers have been able to do offensively to this point in this season.
3: That is the lord of living in his fears, Bob Labriola, our guest here. Uh, we appreciate you stopping by, uh, Bob. We'll talk to you next week. Maybe we'll have a, a win to talk about.
0: Hey, that's okay with me. You know, uh, We had a win to talk about last week.
3: That's true. We did. We yeah, did. We did. Uh, but Matt and I are going to get to a break. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this.
2: This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio.
3: Steeler fans, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. They're located at AccraShare Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh Matt uh Bob uh, I think gave us the way the Steel uh, maybe not scoring I, I, I scoring four touchdowns would be great. Sure. Um I don't know that you need to score three touch or four touchdowns. Three and a half. Okay. That means- I
1: forget what he said. The Rams are averaging per 20, game.
3: 23 points per game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the way this offense is playing at the moment, four touchdowns seems like pie in the sky. You know? But I
3: think, I mean, they put up 23 points against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And the Raiders' defense is sim- very similar statistically to this Rams' defense.
1: Talent wise, too.
3: Talent wise, too. One guy. They got one it's guy one guy. And a
1: bunch of question mark yeah kind yeah 100 percent. i mean i think that's a reasonable goal though and i and i think well yes.
3: and and you know we've talked about this but i think you know they scored 23 points against the raiders and i thought they could have scored more because they, they basically shut the offense down mm-hmm. they were up 23 to 7 or whatever it was yeah you know Plain late in the third quarter one, yeah. and then they just said okay we don't need to score anymore because they're not going to catch up
1: mm-hmm. no 100 percent. i mean Raiders don't have Matthew Stafford or Cooper Cup, I right? Mean, they have Adams, obviously. They so you weapons, might want to put the keep, keep, keep sure, the foot on the sure. pedal a little if you more. you get a lead, I am not just sitting on it. That's for certain. Um, but I do think the you know getting twenty plus three touchdowns, consistent drives, getting into the red zone with regularity should be expected against this defense. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're going to try to they want you to matriculate the ball down the field you know right. what i mean and you should be able to take that fresh prepared for these guys don't turn the ball over with a balance of run and pass
3: yeah no i i agree i think this is a team that they should be able to run the ball effectively against and i think this is a team they should be able to throw the ball effectively against yeah you know the the question is going to be: Can they put the ball in the end zone?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. early in that Absolutely. game last
3: week, the, the the Cardinals were moving the ball. Mm-hmm. They settled for three field goals.
1: Yeah, they moved the ball a little bit. Yeah, yeah. pretty well. Yeah. You know, it wasn't Everybody until the ball. Honestly. Yeah,
3: it wasn't until the second half where things. You know, the, the the Cardinals started turning the ball over and things of that nature, and just the wheels fell off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, largely it was because they didn't have their top running back.
1: Oh yeah, and St. Louis or St. Louis. Wow, <laughs> the, the Rams started to really.
3: They of the controlled the clock. they controlled
1: yeah. the flow of things. Yeah. They made them, you know, they they played it their way really well. And yes, Donald can wreck a game. He's special, special, special. But I'd like to see more picket rollouts and things like that too. I mean, he's going to bring a lot of interior pressure to you. But the rest of the ten aren't daunting.
3: Yeah, no, I agree. You know? I think that you know this is a game they they certainly can win and. As we began with in the previous segment, uh, they've they've had pretty good success under Mike Tomlin coming out of the buy and post buy.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any. That's not an accident. I mean, no. it's it's not two years. This isn't a new coach. I mean, <laughs> this is a big you know sample size there. And I'm sure he has his labs mentioned. You don't know when your buy is going to be. Is it going to be early like this? it going to be late in the middle, whatever. You don't know that. But you do when the schedule comes out. And maybe you t- tell yourself, I want to accomplish this much before the bye or gather this much data. And I'm sure he has a two week schedule, at least a skeleton, an outline that he uses well, every year. It,
3: it was know? a little different this year. And, you know, previous years, he would use the bye weeks to get some of the younger guys who hadn't played a lot more. Practice time. Mm-hmm. They only practiced once last week, but I think maybe it's it's all about the self scouting part of it. Yeah, that you have a better understanding. Okay, okay. Here's what, how we're going to approach this. Here's well, what we done, need to done do. The young guys have played too. Yeah, right. I mean,
1: they, not that they don't need reps, but it's not bowl season practice where you play yeah. all the all the freshmen that didn't play. All year, <laughs> you know. Right?
3: Yeah get them, you know, well, oh, yeah, I know you didn't let her this year, but here's, sure. some, here's some extra Work practice. Work hard, right. Yeah. So
1: then and they that...
3: didn't need to do that, but I think maybe you figure you figure out how to self-scout yourself
1: That's what a say, little bit I better. Mean, the experience year after year, how do I best use my time? And yeah. some of that is just R&R. I mean, yeah. Just getting away makes us a better football team. Well, you've or,
3: streamlined you know, the process.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so. I'm sure that has to be a huge challenge for, like, a rookie head coach. like. Five weeks are weird. What am I going to do here? You know, should I just grind it, grind it, or should I go take a nap once in a while? Yeah, yeah end, go yeah, spend some time with the family. Yeah, right. Just get They're away from football. Or, you know, yeah, help work on my health.
3: Absolutely. But uh, we're going to get to another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. We will be back with hour two of the drive right after this. You've spent all winter stuck
1: inside, imagining your next big home project: a bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. s Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender.